Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my good friend and my guy, Eric Cook, at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for over five years, so whether it's commercial, auto, home, or life, he is absolutely the best. I would not just say that, just say it. I've worked with him for a very long time. He is quick to return calls quick to return emails. He even does it on his day off. His staff at Cook Insurance has over 70 years of experience, and they really do know the right questions to ask to get you the right policy. Call him and his staff today at Cook Insurance, 303-790-8089, 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ with the Denver Broncos. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. How are you, Todd? Todd, are you there, my man? Yes, can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you just fine. Well, the news that certainly shook Denver over the last couple of days was trading your former teammate, future Hall of Famer, future Ring of Famer, Von Miller. As a former player, and you've been in a lot of locker rooms with a lot of different guys, how do you think that was received in the locker room? And do you think some guys may have perceived it as the Broncos' front office is giving up on the season? Uh, yeah, that's definitely a um, a situation that I wasn't expecting, um, given where the season was. Um, they're definitely not at their best, but the season is far from over, and they have a lot of time to get back to where I feel like they need to be. Um, and trading Vaughn, um, really your best player on the entire team, um, I think that says a lot. Uh, for me, I feel like that says um, it's time they're going into a rebuilding phase. Um, I think when you start trading one of your best players, you're not necessarily thinking about winning right now. Um, that's how I viewed it. Um, I know I talked to some guys in the locker room, and that's kind of how they feel about it too. So um, I think that's the consensus of everybody um, around Denver. So not naming names, what did those guys essentially say to you? Um, they just they just didn't necessarily understand um, why the organization would make that move if winning is a priority. Um, right now, um, they know how great of a player he is, uh, how big of a leader he is in the locker room and on the field, and um, how much it means to have him out there on Sunday. So um, they were just a little bit confused by that move if winning is the the mindset right now. When somebody leaves the locker room like that, and of course, like you know, you had the Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders trades in previous years at midseason. What do you see from guys stepping up to fill the void? Is there something to that that maybe other players show that they are more than they have been because more is asked of them? For sure. Um, I think guys um, feel like they have to play at the highest level now that they have 
an, an open opportunity in front of him. Um, I remember when Danny Trevathan uh, left and I was able to start. I feel like um, it was a golden opportunity for me, although it was tough to, to lose Danny. It was also an opportunity for me to uh, show what I could do and what I could bring to the team and what I, the skills that I had. So I think a lot of guys in that locker room are definitely sad to see him go, but at the same time, um, you have to realize that this is your shot, this is your opportunity, and you have to make the most of it. Is it important to put it into perspective that uh, the team is 4-4 four and four right now? Although George Payton said at his press conference yesterday, we're 4-4, four and four, but it feels like we're 1-7. Does it feel that way to you, too? It, it does. Um, it does feel like they're having a much worse season than they are. Um, I think it's really the the four-game losing streak that they went through. Um, I think a lot of people, that's all the people remember right now is the games that we've lost and, uh, you know, the one win that we had last week. Um, and then also trading your best players. I think that's something that teams um, that are having losing, losing seasons do. So I understand why everybody feels like um, it feels like it's a one and seven season instead of a four and four. In that game on Sunday, Baron Browning played extensively. It's his first real, uh, real long work at uh, inside linebacker. From watching the game, watching him, what did you see out of him? And uh, is he he's making that transition from the exit at Ohio State to inside here? Is he a viable inside linebacker? I think he's capable of doing the job. Um, I think it'll take some more time um, and experience to really get good at his job. Um, I think that um, what the Broncos have shown over the last couple of weeks with their inside linebackers, I think they'll continue to get attacked um, in the past game. So I look for him to you know step up and, and learn from past games and past mistakes. So um, I look forward to seeing him play more um, throughout the season and really get better as the season progresses. We're talking with Todd Davis, joins us every Wednesday on the show, former Broncos linebacker, of course, won a Super Bowl. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. I want to take a hard right turn because Aaron Rodgers is back in the news. Uh, He's on the COVID list. He's not going to be able to be part of the team for the next 13 days, so he is going to wind up missing Sunday's game against the Chiefs. I don't want to get too political with this type of conversation, but... If you were playing with Peyton Manning as the sake of argument and this COVID stuff was going on right now and he chose not to get the vaccine, knowing that your team with Peyton Manning is a Super Bowl contending team, would you feel like he let the team down? I definitely wouldn't. I think each person has to um, be able to feel comfortable with their own body and their own choices. Um, I think you can't force anybody to get a corona shot, just like you can't force anybody to get the flu shot. Um, I think it's purely his choice. Um, is it unfortunate that it hurt the team? Absolutely. But um, at the end of the day, he's a person. Um, and I don't think that um, he should be told to do something because his job requires it or it would be better for his job. Now, it's interesting because now you've got the entire room that is close contacts and you apparently have uh, others that are vaccinated. So you could have Jordan Love cleared, for example. But remember the Broncos last year before vaccines were available, had the entire quarterback room wiped out. Like, how would that like how would you have felt if the if the quarterbacks in particular, if it had been a situation like the Broncos had where they their own kind of irresponsibility led to literally playing a game without anybody at quarterback. 
I mean, that would be a tough situation. Um, you know, I wouldn't be happy that we were in it, but I guess you got to uh, find a way to win or find a way, find a way to play the game. Um, you know, I think all the situations regarding COVID are tough because whether he had the vaccine or not, I think he can still get it and still spread it. So um, it's just, you know, it's a little bit of a toss-up with me, the whole situation um, regarding, you know, that being vaccinated or not being vaccinated. Todd, I want to take you back to when you played here with Vance Joseph. And towards the end, I'm guessing guys in the locker room knew that Vance was probably not going to be back. And right now, there's a lot of talk about Vic Fangio. Ironically, a Vic Fangio who has led his team to a 4-4 four and four record. But going back to Vance Joseph, something that you can relate to a little bit more. I'm not necessarily asking if guys are paying attention to it, because in their own way, they probably are. But with that, do guys talk about that stuff? Did you guys talk about that stuff about Vance when you knew the end was likely near with him? Um, yeah, I think everybody talks about um, what what could happen with the team. Um, you know, usually when um, the head man leaves, there's a lot of other people that leave, um, you know, whether it's position coaches or key players. Um, so I think it's definitely talked about because everybody's worried about where they would fall, you know, if, if you know, they did a complete remodel of the coaching staff and of the team. So people definitely think about it. I think it's in the back of their minds. But overall, I think people decide that you have to play your best football to, you know, make sure that you have a spot on the team next year. Now, people on the outside may sometimes look at a team, if, if let's say that they know the coach is going to be gone and say, okay, well, you know, guys are making kind of business decisions, but, from your experience, did you see much of that, or did you see guys still kind of, even if they weren't playing hard for the coaches, playing hard for themselves because of their own livelihoods and careers? For sure. Um, I think the game of football, especially in the NFL, um, everyone has to be a little bit selfish. Um, and I feel like being selfish is sometimes looked at it as a bad thing. But, you know, if you're out there playing well and doing the best you can do, I think it helps the team. Um, so I think guys are definitely going to play their hardest because um, at the end of the day, everybody's job was on the line um, with every single game and every single play. Um, so just because our head coach may be looking, looked at um, as maybe being changed, um, it doesn't mean that they're not evaluating players on every snap of every play. So I think guys know that. So they play hard for themselves regardless of um, what the situation may be with the, for the head coach. I, I hate using the term players quit on coaches that's just something that doesn't come out of my mouth very easily I think the better way to put it is players tune out their coaches at a certain point when they don't have respect for them and then they do start making business decisions what is a locker room like when that stuff starts to happen uh, that's that's a locker room that is not one you want to be a part of um, I think it you know separates um, players and coaches, um, there's not really a team mentality once that starts to happen. Um, you know, if you don't love and admire and have respect for your head coach, um, that trickles down to your uh, position coach, um, maybe even some of the staff. Um, I think that it, it all kind of goes downhill when you kind of lose respect for the head man because he runs the whole ship. Um, so everything's kind of ran how he wants it to be. So if anything is a problem or something you don't like, you blame every situation on the head man if you don't have respect for him. 
what is that like kind of emotionally coming into a workplace like that when uh, trust and faith is lost in the head coach? Man, like I said, um, I think you just think about yourself and think about your own career. Um, you know, you make it a business decision to play hard for yourself um, and make sure that you're doing good so that you have a spot on the team next year. I think that's guys' mentality when um, they don't really have faith in their head coach. I'm not saying that's what the Broncos are doing or how it is right now. I'm just saying uh, when you lose faith in your head coach, you just really think about yourself and your career. This has been an uplifting conversation, hasn't it, Todd? <laughs> Have you enjoyed? Have you enjoyed the segment as much as we have for believe for a four and four team, which is crazy. But you agree to George Payton, and you know what? So do Andrew and I. It does feel like four and seven, even though they are in the thick of things, which seems so hard to believe when you look at the AFC. There are eleven teams who have four, five, or six wins, and the Broncos are right there. Let's talk about something that is uplifting and that is the davis fund what kind of things are you and your wife zena doing for the community uh so you know i think it's our job to give back so we're doing things um, in the community to help um every member of the community um children uh, single mothers uh, people in transition um so we're able to help people um, by placing them in homes um, and making sure they have a roof over their head and also um, we're doing things with the holidays we do have a um, event coming up with Toys for Tots. Um, no date yet, but it's on the way. Um, but we're just doing our job to get back. When did you decide this is something I want to do? Obviously, it's when I, want, I don't want to say obviously. Was this when you were playing, and when was this? Yeah, I think when I was playing, and maybe even a little bit before that. Hmm. Uh, my parents have always taught me that um, you know giving back um, is the best blessing, not only for the person you're giving it to, but also for yourself. I think you feel really good and it empowers you. It's, it's the greatest feeling to really give to somebody in need. Um, and then my mom has run, um, you know, uh, the central area of California, Toys for Tots, um, for about seven or eight years. So she has been on the front lines um, making calls and uh, making sure people donate and giving to kids and families. So I learned a lot from her as far as my job um, to help the community. How do people give to the Davis Fund, get involved with the Davis Fund? Uh, the best way to contact us is davisinvesting at yahoo.com. You can also check us out at dtoddavis.com. Um, our information is on there for our events. Uh, when we have the event for uh, with Toys for Tots, it will be on there first. Um, you can check us out, email us, contact us. Um, let us know if you want to help and get involved because we definitely uh, want to make a big impact on our community. Todd, thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you next Wednesday for sure. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. Coming up after the break, boy, the last 24 hours have been something for my radio partner, <laughs> Andrew Mason. But if you went back 365 days, this guy has lived a sports life unlike no person I have ever known. We'll explain why next. Good looking woman with her arms around. 